I want to talk about the 76ers in general and how uh, disappointed to start off. They're all for three. They've lost to the Spurs, uh, to the Bucks, and opening night to the Celtics. Um, I want to talk more about the Spurs game because that's the one that I, I most recently saw and how their game plan, the Sixers game plan is one or two things. You give it to James Harden and he isos and he either hits a step back three or he creates for another person. Second option, you throw down the NBA in, in the post and you hope Embiid makes the right read and the right play by um, passing it to the right shooter. And what's been so disappointing is that when I saw the Sixers go against the Celtics, I vividly remember on opening night, the Sixers are deep. They Not only do they have a banger starting five, they got Matisse Thybul, DeAnthony Melton. Underrated pickup for DeAnthony Melton. I love DeAnthony Melton. I mean, for what he did in Memphis, I hate that they trade him, but I feel like he was a valuable pick for the 76ers. Wish we could have kept him. Yeah, for sure. Montrez Harrell. Yep. Shake Melton. P.J. Tucker. And George Niang, just off the bench. Those five names are off the bench. Now, if you put those five names on a regular team, they're going to be ass, but they're going to be 18. So you put those five on their bench on top of their starting five with Tobias Harris, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, P.J. Tucker, and company. Like, how would you bet against them? I'm not going to lie. I had the 76ers winning against the Celtics until I saw the Celtics play, and I said, and I remember hearing on NBA TNT, um, they said, you could see with the eye test that one team had that championship experience, had that hustle, had that continuity, and the other team was just dependent on two ISO players. And I agree. Through the, the, through the third three first games, um, I agree. And it's disappointing, really, really disappointing. And not only that is now – Personally, I don't know how y'all feel. I have to start bringing up the question about Doc Rivers. Like, how long do you go running the same thing and expecting a different result with depending on being so heavily dependent on James Harden, Joel Embiid to get everything done for the team? I don't know how y'all feel about that. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Doc Rivers needs to make some changes. I feel like the San Francisco's are kind of similar to the Lakers, whereas the Lakers, they have LeBron James and AD as their two best players, right? But Right now, LeBron James shouldn't be – he shouldn't be the best player on the Lakers. It should be AD running the show, and LeBron James should be the backup, pretty much, make sure everything's good. It's kind of with the 76ers. Joel Embiid should be the best player on the team, and James Harden should be the backup, making sure everything's good. But James Harden has been playing great, and the 76ers squad, on paper, they look amazing. I mean, amazing. they're starting five. They'll pick up with DeAnthony Melton, P.J. Tucker – those are underrated pay, uh, mm-hmm. underrated pickups for sure. I mean, what DeAnthony Melton did with the Memphis Grizzlies, what P.J. Tucker does on championship teams, his hustle, his ability to knock down a three-point shot. I thought the Grizz, I mean, I mean, I thought the San Francisco would be off to a great start, especially with the rise of Tyrese Maxey. But mm-hmm. it feels like James Harden is playing great, Tyrese Maxey is playing great, and Beat is doing all right. But they should be still winning games and – the fact that they lost to a San Antonio Spurs team, don't get me wrong, I love Greg Popovich. I mean, one of the best coaches in NBA history, but that team has no re- has no there's no way that the San Antonio Spurs should be beating the 76ers. No way at all. I mean, they were out hustling them, man. 
Exactly. I hustled him, knocking down everything, but knocking down everything on And then side. James Harden hasn't been playing great. Tyrese Maxey hasn't been playing great. Tobias Harris hasn't been doing anything. I mean, I thought that he would, he should be doing more, but the San Francisco team, there's no way that they should be losing to the San Antonio Spurs when yeah. the San Antonio Spurs best player is Keldon Johnson. There's no way. Keldon Johnson, Dem Vassell, and Josh Primo are their no, big yeah, there's three. No way that and they should be Yaka Pertle is their defensive no anchor, way. which, bro, like, the Spurs are one of those teams that, uh, personally, I'm going to get more in-depth on, on my own stuff, but uh, it's, it, they have no business even on paper competing with the 76ers. But then again, this, this is the thing about basketball that you have to watch these games and get that eye test that that you see when a player's body language, even if anybody who's played basketball before is when you know you're getting your ass kicked, you play differently. If you have a certain mindset, like you kind of just check out and you just hope for just the next possession just to go by and you kind of half ass on defense. And that's the thing that I kind of saw with the 76ers, especially in the third quarter when the Spurs went up by by the Spurs went up by 10. And I remember Josh Primo hitting two consecutive threes. And I saw that from the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey and company like they kind of just. Gave up, honestly, like, rolled over. Like, I hate saying that for players because I know that the NBA is competitive and, like, Hooper's going to be Hooper's, man. Like, like you don't ever want to give up, but there are times, points in times where you just kind of say, you know, F it. Or I don't even want to say they gave up or they're just kind of hoping that James Harden and or Joe Embiid make that miracle play or start that miracle stretch and run because and start that momentum because momentum is real in basketball, like, they start that momentum and, and that, that snowball effect to where the offense can start flowing. And it just it, it never happened for the Sixers. They were they lost by double digits. And it was amazing to see and like shocking to see that a team with such high expectations loses their third straight game to a team that's projected to tank for uh um Wabayama. Like, not a good start. Crazy. Definitely not a crazy good start bro. for the seventy sixers. Like I said, I mean they went against the Celtics. Okay, you know those those are the Celtics. They're always good. They went against the uh, Spurs. No way. There's no way that they should be losing to the San Antonio Spurs. Absolutely no reason for them to do still. But I mean, it's still be- the beginning of the season. Everyone's still getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. They're getting acquainted with each other. But no, nah, there's no way that the la- the 76ers should be losing to the San Crazy. Antonio Spurs at home. At Crazy. Home. No. Now I have a question for you two. Should a change come from the roster on the 76ers to better fit the play style that Doc Rivers has been known for? Or should they just change the coach entirely and find a whole new play style for, that fits better for the team? I think that question would probably be answered more as the season progresses because, like Tony said, like it's really early in the season. That's why we have to kind of take – these things with the hand of song, but also react at the same time because it's necessary. Because I vividly remember last year, I would talk to you guys about the Lakers, and y'all would tell me, oh, it's too early in the season. True. 20, 30 games in, y'all would tell me it's too early in the season. I'm like, nah, bro, it's it's kind of not too early in the season anymore. But was it on this level of 0-3? Uh, of course, the other two t- teams were pretty good, but the Spurs, Spurs. aren't – the Spurs aren't – 
the Tim Duncan Spurs. Like, nah, yeah. Nah, so we have to understand, like, this is a team with James Harden, right? A team yeah, with Joe Will and Embiid, yeah, right? The Spurs, yeah. they just got rid of you the, have to the, the at Murray as well. So, I mean, they're pretty much a team full of nobodies right now. Well, I mean, when you got Tobias Harris who goes for 14 points in the first half against Spurs and keeps them in the game, and then second half he goes for two points in total, like, there's only so much that Doc Rivers can do, but also I'm not a Doc Rivers advocate. I've always been critical of him, and I kind of felt that his his title with the with the uh, Celtics was kind of overrated Overplayed. and kind of fitted that fit that ISO ball, what he likes to do, and it kind of fits with Joel Embiid and James Harden too. And I feel like this is going to be a make or break season with the Sixers in all fronts, like with Joel Embiid with James Harden, with Doc Rivers, if you don't get to a – man, if you don't get to the finals with this Sixers team, it's like, what are you doing? Honestly, you've you've gave, you've gave mortgaged your future for a James Harden who so far has looked great. Not going to lie. He's looked good. And you still can't get it done? I mean, there's going to have to be a change in all, all aspects in that team. Every way. Uh – Will Joe Joel Embiid ever ask for a trade from the Sixers? I kind of see Joel Embiid as a as a Damian Lillard type of player where he just stays, stays no matter what the circumstances are. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially with yeah. the, like, the Ben Simmons trade. I mean, the Ben Simmons saga going on right now. Joel Embiid is not gonna get traded anytime soon. He he now has the team. He's the best player on the team. He's the leader of the team. So it wouldn't look good for him to request a trade. I mean, especially with uh, a James Harden stone on the team. He has the – on paper, mm-hmm. the 76ers look great. They, they look, look great amazing. on paper. They have – they've gotten better compared to the last season on paper. But, I mean, it's just a matter of getting all the pieces together, getting everyone on the mind – or the, the the right mindset. I feel like Joel Embiid and James Harden pretty much have the same mindset right now as they should. They're both hungry to win the championship. Because the one thing about those two players, the one thing that they're missing on their legacy is an NBA title. James Harden has nothing else to prove except for to win a championship. He's been an MVP player. He's been the best player in the season before. Same with Joel Embiid. He's been the best player, one of the best players on the team before. But they both are. They both have an asterisk next to the name. And the mm-hmm. one thing that they're both missing – is an NBA title. They don't have any rings. And, I mean, right now, as presently constructed, the 76ers are a championship team, especially in the East. And if they don't get it done, it's pretty much make or break for them, especially with the Ben Simmons saga going on. I mean, Ben Simmons has just got traded. So, I mean, if they don't win a championship within within this year or next year, then their team is going to go downhill. There's no way that they could still be put together <coughs> and have all the right pieces. But, cause, I mean, because right now they have the best pieces around them, man. They they just have to get it done. So, if they don't win the championship, then it's over with for them. Yep. All mm-hmm. right. And I don't know how their how their uh, contract situation is set up. I need to get more in-depth uh, in than that. But yeah. I, doubt, I, doubt, yeah, I doubt next year you're going to have Tyree still there and, and uh, Tobias Harris and them dudes there. And yeah, it's make or break for the Sixers, man. I have I have such high hopes for them, and they've kind of let me down. I've had them. I remember the first. I'm I'm, I'm based off recency bias, but <clears throat> the first half against the Celtics, they did great. 
And I was like, man, this team right here is going to make it to the finals. And then second half, Jay, the double J's turned up and and shut me up real quick. And uh, right now, I think the Celtics are my favorites, honestly, because they're just so they're so well constructed, even if on paper they don't seem like it. That's the crazy thing about basketball. You can put the best team on paper and another team that has a well uh, uh, a good solid first five so starting five with a, a second unit that you barely know can beat that pe- that team that's well on paper because it comes down to coaching it comes down to their um uh, what to say their uh their culture because I feel like the Celtics had a really good culture last year flipping the script from the worst, some of the, like, negative through the All-Star break to flipping it to going 30 and 10, 30-something and 10, or 28 and 10, or something crazy like that through the second uh, half of the season and making it to the NBA Finals. Like, that's infectious. And that's 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 the confidence that they're carrying right now. So that's off topic, but, I, I man, the, the Celtics just made me believe in – I mean, the Sixers just made me believe in the Celtics. Uh, that much more to make it to back to the finals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing about the 76ers is even though they're 0-3, they're not in a bad position. Mm-hmm. Think about the teams that they went against. They went against the Celtics, who are the one of the best teams in the East. They went against the Milwaukee Bucks without a Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like they should have won a team, won the game, but they're, the Milwaukee Bucks without me, Chris Middleton is still one of the best teams in the NBA. So just imagine where they get that. But the one thing that – just kind of disappoints me is that San Antonio Spurs team. Like I said, they had no business losing to that San Antonio Spurs team. But, I mean, it's still early. But at the same time, the San Sixers, their team, they're not going to have many moving parts. They already have their pretty much the team for the rest of the season. They already included trades. They got De'Anthony Melton, P.J. Tucker. So, right now, they should be at least 2-1. and one. In my eyes, I mean, I feel like they should have beat the Bucks with that Chris Middleton. I mean, they only lost by two. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's still early in the season, and we've got a long way to go. So, the San Francisco needs to pick up their slack and, I mean, get serious about it. Because, like I said, I feel like this is their one chance. This is their pretty much their final it's season. Open. Yeah, it's, it's open, open right, right now. now. It's open in the East, to be honest. There's so many different teams that can win it, and they're one of the best teams. So, I mean, if they don't win it this year, then they're just going to go downhill. So, yeah, it's open. I, I, yeah, I feel like it's open. It's open for every team. Like, you can give me a title, a title prediction for every, uh, at least eighteen fucking teams out of, the, out of the NBA. Like, every team has their allure to them, and every team has their story to them, and and you can give me a reason and a why to why you think each team can make a deep playoff run. And we're seeing parity again in the NBA, and it's gonna just get even harder from here to predict what teams are gonna come out. Honestly, yeah, we still got the Miami Heat coming yeah. up as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everything, man. You got a lot of teams coming coming for that championship. Man. Cavs don't sleep on the Cavs either. So, I mean, they they got all the players up and healthy. So, do not sleep on the Cavs. Don't you can't sleep, sleep on heat. nobody. Yeah, really? really. You can't. Who, who the fuck can you sleep on? <laughs> you can sleep on. I mean, I can sleep on the Hornets all day. <laughs> Y'all don't think I can. Oh, but I'll sleep, sleep on New York Knicks, too. Ah, uh, nah, man. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to you. 
They 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 got some dog in them. They got uh, some dog in them, man. I don't see it. They got dog in them, bro. I, I'm not saying I will never say that the New York Knicks will make it to the finals, but they got dog in them. Like they're not gonna roll over, and they're not gonna lose to any other team. Like, like look at what they did with Memphis. They took it far. They they fought, and that was a nice thing to see. It, it's like when I see stuff like that out of teams, it's beautiful to watch and you kind of see that season through season where um you kind of see these teams that are accustomed to losing and they start coming up and they start coming up and then you finally start they start getting some headline news and you're like damn like oh man yeah this team's coming up um i've been waiting for that from sacramento for i don't know how many years and (laughs) and like now you see the knicks coming up and you see that dog and i'm like you're not gonna expect them to go to the finals but you're gonna expect them to put up a fight that's at least what you can expect them to do, and uh, I feel like you can make that that story right, that allure to like at least twenty teams out of the thirty teams in the association right now that they're gonna fight. They're gonna fight, and especially with the play playing, like like a lot of teams have a lot of storylines to to, uh, to fill, and and it's real. I feel like it's real important to keep everybody up to date with these even these low key teams, you know, type stuff. The Orlando's of the world, the Sacramento's of the world, the Portland's of the world, even Denver that's projected to be a top seed. You know they're not going to get a lot of national coverage. Um, I can go on and on. Miami, even though they're they're a, a big market team, they've just never gotten that type of exposure that they're supposed to get. Washington with John Wall back in the day. Yeah. They didn't like, also get exposure to you. Yeah, back in the day. Even, even the currently constructed – Washington team now. Well, I might be over into my head. Overall, <laughs> over my head on that one. Nah, they're going to be a playing team. Nah, don't, don't, don't even trip. Detroit Pistons. I'm like, bro, I'm high on that team. I'm like this on the Pistons. I'm I'm on the Pistons bandwagon. Go ahead and book this one in first. No, I don't, I don't see it, bro. I do p- see potential in K Cunningham. I feel like he'll be an all-star in the league one day, but Nah, the Pistons is playing at least right now. like a dog. Like just, bro, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like, oh, so lit- they can lose in the play-in and that still be a win to me. Like the fact that they make it in there and they put up a fight and they lose between like within single digits, that's to me is like a win for the Pistons. Yeah, even a Pistons type or a Orlando type with all them young cats that go in and they get that taste of like play-in, playoff atmosphere, you know? Yeah. Like, if I was an Orlando fan, and they made it to the play-in this, play this season, and they lost to, let's say, like, the Raptors or something like that, like, that's a win. If they win, like, if they, they lose between, like, single digits, like, that's a win. Like, that's that's ex- that's that's experience for them. Mm-hmm. For Paolo Bancaro and all them uh, yeah. and all them, all them players, man. Like, that's that's good. That yeah. ain't bad. I feel like Paolo Bancaro, he's, he's going to be stud in the NBA for sure. I feel like for the Orlando sure. Magic are... In the right direction with their, especially with the their young talent with Cole Anthony. About damn time. Mo Bamba. I mean, all of those players. They ain't been. Walter. They haven't been good since I started watching basketball. Yeah, no, it's That's been a crazy. long time. I mean, but they're in the right direction. As long, I mean, and they're in the East too. It's not as tough as the West, but Paolo, I feel Think like so? he'll make a big difference. But 
as far as them doing it, making any noise, no, nah, I don't. I don't feel like they're gonna. No, nah, they're not. To they're make not a deep playoff run. Yeah, to make a deep playoff run, they're still like getting their feet wet right now, getting comfortable with each other. They still need to learn how to win, learn how to lose, yeah. go through the experience. But they're just too young and inexperienced right now, and they're honestly not as talented compared to the other teams in the East. So they're not gonna make any noise t- anytime soon. But within a few years, we should be on the lookout for the Orlando Magic. Let's let's all do a hot take. I feel like um yeah, we should all do a hot take. So my hot take would be let me think. My hot take is I feel like John Morant will be top three in the MVP discussion. Not saying he'll be one, not saying he'll be two, not saying he'll be three, but he'll be top three. You think that's a hot take? I feel like that's, that's a decent take. It's right a hot there. take because a lot of people will have, they'll have like Luka in the MVP discussion. They have Giannis, Jokic, Jokic, Embiid. I think I think Jokic is gonna get uh voters uh voters of fatigue. He's not even gonna try. Yeah, to, he's, he's not even gonna get a vote in. People are just probably tired of. Even if he plays out of his mind, like people are just not gonna give it to him, even yeah. no matter how much he plays. But yeah, that's my hot take. I feel like John will be top three in MVP. I mean. He's one of the best point guards in the league. I say he was top three for sure. <coughs> and I mean, it depends on how the Grizzlies go, but yeah, Jaw Morant will be top three in the MVP discussion this year. A bold prediction that I have: if the Memphis Grizzlies can become healthy and stay healthy and maintain their their flow with what Jaw Morant has been doing for easily over a season now, it's not unlikely that we can see in the Western Conference Finals, Dallas Mavericks versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And if they can stay healthy, there's a possibility that they could overcome Luka Doncic in a seven-game series. Bold take for me. Y'all know where I'm going with this. The Lakers, bro, Brody, the way I see them playing right now, I see them as a playing team. And to build on top of that bold, I see them and I see the Phoenix Suns in the play-in. Not playoffs, fighting yeah. for a play-in position. That's my bold prediction. Phoenix Suns in the play-in? Oh, yeah. yeah with the Lakers. They're going to be feel, both in there. I don't feel court. like the Phoenix Suns would drop that low. Like, in the play-in, though. That, that, mm-hmm. I've, nah, I don't feel like the Phoenix Suns would go from a top 10 to barely making a play-in. I just don't feel like But the Lakers? Nah. I feel like there will be a guaranteed playoff team. Even though they started so far, they're 0-3, but they're going to make some trades. If they don't make any trades, then their season is pretty much doomed. And they have pretty much no choice but to make a trade. But I do still feel like the Lakers are uh, a playoff team. They have LeBron James. You, know, you can never doubt him. But a healthy Anthony Davis, they we're playing the if game. But if Anthony Davis is healthy, he's dangerous. So The Pelicans are just a dead lock. They're way better than the nah, Lakers, bro. I, I don't have – I don't. I don't have trust in the Pelicans. To be honest, I don't but have trust in the Lakers, bro. I do like Zion, but I feel like their team constructed. Nah, they're not better than the Lakers. I mean, I feel like they do have defense and they have an exciting player in Zion Williams. CJ McCollum is still there. I mean, Harvey Jones Ingram. is underrated as, as an underrated defender. Valanciunas, Jose Alvarado. Yeah, but they don't. They just don't have the firepower as the Lakers. I feel like the Lakers have more firepower. They're just not clicking. That's the thing, bro. They're just not clicking. The Lakers just aren't clicking. So once they find that more firepower than the Pelicans, bro. If anything, the Pelicans have way more firepower. They don't, bro. They just have to put it together, utilize the players, and name the Lakers top three: Zion, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas. Those three players are better than LeBron, AD, and Russ. Yes. How? Who is? How are they not? All right, come on. Let's break it down. How? Who is the Pelicans' best player? Zion. Who is? No, 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 no. Okay. No, hold on. I put put Jonas Valanciunas. CJ McCollum. How what? can I forget yeah, about CJ McCollum? Said, I said Zion. Okay, hold on. I put y'all on Guinness. I forgot about CJ. Jonas is, better, is the best player on the Pelicans? Jonas is better than CJ McCollum. 
no, 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 no. Okay, listen to me. Listen to me. Let me revise what I just said. Zion. No, no, Brandon saying, Ingram who, who is the and CJ McCollum are the top three players on the Pelicans. So I forgot Zion, about CJ. That was my bad. That Zion, was my bad. Brandon Ingram. And CJ McCollum. And CJ McCollum are better than AD, Russell Westbrook. As a collective unit. And, and then you start to put in you start to put in their collective pieces, their other pieces. Who are the Jonas Valanciunas. Trey Jones. Murphy the third. Herbert Jones. Jose, Jose Alvarado. Alvarado. Come on now. I mean, you can say the same thing about the Lakers. I mean, Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, Kendrick Nunn, Thomas Bryant. <laughs> what you mean, bro? Like, the list goes on and on. I mean, the Lakers, on paper, are better than the Pelicans. They're no. just not clicking. No. Not clicking, bro. And then they're just no, not bro. clicking. That's the thing. They have to find their groove. And what about the Pelicans find their groove, too? I mean... They don't have a group to find. I feel like their team is... Oh, and Jay, and uh, Jackson Hayes, too. There you go. That was another Jackson good Hayes backup big man that the Lakers could desperately knew, use a backup big man like Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes, he's all right. He's athletic, but he hasn't been a factor in NBA. Honest. He's just a player that you throw out there, go out there, make some highlight play, get some dunks in, foul a couple people. But he could go without... They could, the North Pelicans could go without Jackson Hayes. I mean, he's, a, he's, not, he's not out there. It's still early, so we'll see. I mean... Season has just started. Trades still have to be done. Teams have to still get used to each other, but we'll see. That's how the season we'll go. It's been uh, your guy, JD, and Tricks. And Ish. We're out. It's Ish. We're out. Ish.